You write in part, quote, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is defying the authority of the federal government, just as uh, other southern governors did before the Civil War and during the fight over school desegregation. Like presidents before him, Joe Biden has the right and ultimately the duty to uphold the Constitution, including by force. In 1957, three years after the Supreme Court's landmark decision ending segregation in public schools, Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus deployed National Guard troops to prevent the first nine black students from enrolling at all-white Little Rock Central High School. So Eisenhower acted, citing the 1807 Insurrection Act. He sent troops from the 101st Airborne Division to escort the black students into their new school. And he federalized the entire Arkansas National Guard, taking control of the force Jones was. out of the hmm? Faubus's hands. Is that where Jerry Jones was? Jerry, Jerry Jones was photographed, was uh, photographed being at the school. There. Yes, he was. Cowboys owner. If they are truly interested in securing the border, Abbott and the other Republican governors should become part of the solution. We get it. They don't like Biden, and they want to weaken him politically as he runs for re-election. But Biden has the duty and the power to defend the Constitution. So, Gene, uh, is that where we want this to go? It just seems like there's, there could be a solution before this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one hopes there is a solution before this. Uh, and I think there probably will be. I mean, there's, there's no appetite uh, in the administration for federalizing the Texas National Guard. But that is a tool <laughs> that Biden has if he needs to use it. And the idea that Greg Abbott can just sort of blow off the Supreme Court, the governor of the, of, of the, of the second most popular state in the country, can just essentially disregard it. And he, and he gets support from 25 other Republican governors who say, yeah, he's right. You know, we don't have to pay attention to that. That's to me, that's outrageous. Uh, and to me, that cannot be the way this country functions. And um, so it's I, I guess it's a it's a, a it's a warning and it, and it ought to be a caution uh, to those who are going down this road that yeah. ultimately, if you go too far down this road, uh, there are options that that the president has and may feel forced to use at some point. So, Donnie, they're testing. They're, they're just testing the boundaries, the constitutional boundaries. Here they're going over the line. This is what Donald Trump is going to do if Donald Trump's elected president. And there will be no National Guard to call out to enforce the Supreme Court decisions because Donald Trump will control the National Guard. I, this is so obvious. He talks about Orban. He talks about illiberal democracy. He talks about all of his, his tyrants who are who are his friends. Uh, and 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 then you see Republicans openly defying the United States Supreme Court. That's exactly what Donald Trump's going to do if Donald Trump's elected again. It's just so obvious. Yeah. Um We've talked a lot on the show about how the institutions will start to break if Donald Trump is, is, is elected. One thing I, I want to say that I'm starting to feel a little bit better about things. I, a couple of months ago, I was terrified that Donald Trump was going to be next president. Donald Trump keeps losing. You know, I'm, I'm shifting to E. Jean Carroll for a second. We watch him lose $93 million. We're going to watch him lose a civil case. We're going to watch him lose an election fraud case. 
We watched him lose for six years. We see him blubbering. Somehow in the last month or so, things have turned a little bit. And this would-be fascist that seemed to be on a fast track seems to be getting diverted a little bit. I feel a little bit more bullish coming off of Steve Ratner, coming off a lot of things. This country does not want our institutions to fail. I believe in our electorate, and I'm feeling a little bit better about things. The House Homeland Security Committee is, is set to take up articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas. The two articles released on Sunday accuse him of, quote, refusing to comply with the law and breaching the public trust in his handling of the southern border. Democrats are quickly rallying to defend Mayorkas, releasing a report Monday and calling a GOP action quote, sham by conservative hardliners. CNN's Lauren Fox joins us from Washington. Lauren, when you talk to Republican rank and file, I'm kind of surprised. It seems like everybody's just totally fallen into line. Is that the way it's going to be here? Well, obviously, this is a really big moment in the House Homeland Security Committee, and that is because this is the first time in more than 100 years that Congress has tried to move forward with impeaching a cabinet secretary of a president. This is going to be a moment today where we expect there's going to be a lot of fireworks between Republicans and Democrats as House Republicans move ahead with marking up those two articles of impeachment that you mentioned. But you know, Mayorkas is already firing back, saying that the immigration system was broken long before he came into office. He's going to continue doing the job that he was given, and he plans to not be spooked by these Republican actions. He also says if House Republicans are really serious about fixing the immigration system, they could move ahead with the emerging border deal in the United States Senate, something that a lot of Republicans have already rejected out of hand. Meanwhile, there's a question, Phil. As you noted, there are a lot of Republicans falling in line, but they have a narrow two-seat majority. So once this gets out of the committee, which we expect it will, then there's a question of whether or not House Republican leadership has the votes it needs to put it on the floor. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot at all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It is uh, Tuesday, 30 January, year of our Lord, 2024. We are live at the Planet Hollywood on the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, here at the Restoring National Confidence uh, Conference put on by Turning Point USA. Yesterday was pretty explosive. Ended with some power speeches by Mike Lindell, Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., and, of course, Charlie Kirk. But yesterday was a tremendous day of organizing. What this is, you've got, I don't know, Five, six hundred of uh, precinct committee men. You've got uh, Republican county chairman. You have, I think we've had 50 or 60, maybe even more, uh, Republican national committee people here. Nobody's happy at all with uh, how the RNC has been run. <clears throat> this is a, a organizing meeting for the next couple of days, organizing committee to make sure that we uh, they get organized for, um, 
for 2024. You saw right there, just absolutely incredible, is uh, first time in 100 years, first time in 100 years, uh, we're going to have impeach today, a vote in the uh, Homeland Security Council. The, um, they're impeaching, um, by the way, we're here live. Got a great group here of Turning Point USA. They're getting all jacked up, getting ready to go in for the conference. There's going to be an impeachment vote today with Mayorkas. That, uh, that impeachment vote, first time in 100 years, a cabinet secretary is being impeached. And here's what we got to understand. The Mayorkas uh, position, Homeland Security, that's absolutely central to the Senate bill that they're putting up. The Senate is putting up a bill today. The Senate is putting up a bill today or over the next couple of days. You get to read the text. This is the one that Langford and the other traders have been working on. Uh, that bill is absolutely the only way it can be executed is the chairman of uh, the secretary of Homeland Security. So before the text of the bill gets released, this amnesty bill that President Trump is adamant about uh, should not be passed. The, the chief person to execute it is being impeached. His number one crime, the high crimes and misdemeanors, number one, is failure to execute the laws that are on the books. I want you to think of the absurdity of this, that after a one-year process, the House uh, Homeland Security Committee is putting forth for the first time in 100 years to impeach a cabinet secretary for breaking the law. What laws are he breaking? Essentially all the immigration laws. He's being impeached for that. The Senate, and this is how over-the-top and crazy it is, is putting forward an amnesty bill to essentially codify the invasion of our country. In that codification... The, the only control mechanism they have is the, the Secretary of Homeland Security who would execute all of these various changes to the amnesty laws. It's absurd on the face of it. As President Trump said, as Speaker Johnson said, as MTG and many others have said, we have all the laws on the books we need today to shut down the border. Speaker Johnson reiterated this yesterday. That's why, Speaker Johnson, we begged you not to go forward with the CR. Either shut down the border or shut down the government. We have enough laws in the books today. President Trump reiterated this yesterday. President Trump reiterated this is that all you have to do is execute right there. When President Trump was in, he closed the border to this type of mass asylum, this type of mass, uh, this type of mass um, uh, illegal, you know, invasion, illegal immigration. He shut it down. Okay, he shut it down with the laws are on the books. We don't need any more laws. Now, to have H.R. 2 and these other things that the House has passed would be terrific. But that's just additional bells and whistles. That's on the margin and can make it better. Just to reiterate, reiterate, President Trump said yesterday, we have all the laws in the books we need. This Langford bill, what he's been working on, is a complete sellout of the country, a sellout of the nation. It is a codification of a, ma of a mass invasion of the country. It would essentially leave Eight to 10 to 12 years, ask Todd Bensman, not the 30 or 40 million that have uh, been here for decades and decades and decades. I'm talking about just since Joe Biden's reign of terror, the illegitimate regime of Joe Biden. When Joe Biden came in, what he's done on the border has brought anywhere from 8 to 12 million illegal alien invaders here, a massive increase to our federal spending to take care of it all. That bill is to codify. That bill is to put in place uh, laws that would protect that. It would give work permits I think to six million people immediately, uh, the thing is a total, complete disaster. And we don't need any of it. And to show that, Mallorcas will get impeached today, first time in 100 years. Now, I want to go back to the cold open. 
And I understand, and Ben Burkram's over there whining the entire time. Hey, I can't say, I can't. <laughs> we, we must make sure you understand the narrative that's being pushed by the left. Now, here's Morning Mika. Quite important. I think 1957, Arkansas, uh, the desegregation fight of the, uh, I think, the high schools there. President Eisenhower uh, called in the 101st Airborne. But he also federalized, federalized the National Guard. What you're seeing in Texas, so the same time that they're coming forward and uh, coming forward with this amnesty bill, this amnesty bill, the exact same time they're coming forward with the amnesty bill, what do you have? You have the federal government going down to the state of Texas and the state of Texas saying they're trying to protect their own border. Abbott, who's no fire breather, finally calls out people to help protect their border to put razor wire up, particularly down at points like Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, what does the federal government do? They go to the Supreme Court to get a ruling that they can go and cut the barbed wire and let the invaders in and process more. And remember, this entire bill that you're seeing, the Langford bill, is just about processing. It's not about detention and deportation. Todd Benba says the two Ds, detention and deportation. That's not in this bill. All this is is to process more. The federal government's down there to cut the razor wire because the state of Texas protecting their sovereignty and the sovereignty of their people. And what does Morning Joe come up with right away? The time that the president of the United States in an emergency about this situation down in Arkansas in the 1950s about segregation of the schools federalized the National Guard. And they say, hey, he's not threatening to do it. Uh, he hasn't said he's going to do it, but it's a tool in the toolbox. They are absolutely sending the message, the mainstream media, trying to uh, threaten the people in the great state of Texas and other states like Christy Nome and other states. Oklahoma are sending their they're sending their <coughs> National Guard troops down as support, they're saying, hey, we're going to federalize. And what, and what Abbott's already said, if you federalize our National Guard to work against the people of Texas, you're going to have to report to me. It's not going to be quite so easy. There are going to be many other things they can pull. Right now, this border, the, the invasion of our country is on, uh, is on absolute fire. Biden understands he has a terrible situation politically, a terrible situation politically. Here And that is exactly why he's here saying, oh, I'll, you give me this bill, I'll shut down the border. They've held our border and our sovereignty and the sovereignty of our citizens hostage so they can get $60 billion to money laundering Ukraine. They held our border hostage for the border of Ukraine and uh, Russia over the Russian-speaking eastern border. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. With all this happening, that wasn't quite the biggest news yesterday. We're going to get into that. Joe Allen, Elon Musk put a chip in a human brain. I think we're hurtling towards the singularity. Short commercial break. Make sure everybody goes to birchgold.com slash Bannon, the end of the dollar empire. Okay, totally free. Installment number three, the debt trap. You've got to get it because you're going to be at the ramparts. We're fighting about the finances of the country, the invasion of the country, all of it here in the world. And we're live on the Las Vegas Strip at Planet Hollywood back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold.
And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. November 13th, 2023, 201 Democrats, including 13 Democrats sitting here today, voted to refer articles of impeachment to our committee. Every Democrat on the floor that night voted to do so. You don't get to vote for something and then cry foul when it happens. No Democrat has a right to complain about the process without admitting they regret that vote. So today, we will mark up two articles of impeachment, willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breach of public trust. Again, we're here because our oath and duty compel us to be here. The actions and decisions of Secretary Mayorkas have left us with no other option than to proceed with articles of impeachment. To quote Madison once again, perhaps the greatest danger of abuse in the executive power lies in the improper continuance of bad men in office, end quote. We cannot allow this man to remain in office any longer. The time for accountability is now. I now recognize the ranking member to make an opening statement. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. I don't know Since if we need to hear any Democrats. <laughs> okay. It'll be BS that, anyways. Right there, right there you saw, uh, that is <clears throat> Chairman Mark Green from Tennessee, West Point graduate. Uh, uh, Mark is the chairman of the Homeland, um, the, the Homeland Security Committee. You saw the historic uh, impeachment has not been a cabinet official impeached in 100 years in the United States of America. And why are they impeaching Mayorkas? The willful breaking of the, the willful noncompliance with the law and breach of public trust. I want everybody to understand Langford's entire bill is centered around Mayorkas executing it at his discretion. This is why this bill is such a joke. We have all the laws in the books. The guy's being impeached because he didn't enforce the laws in the books, not some laws in the future, not some laws we're making up, not some opinions, black letter law. This is the absurdity of this. You have two situations here. You have what's going on in Texas with the federal government now threatening, implying a threat through uh, Morning Mika in the, in the news shows that they're going to federalize the National Guard, take the tool of the people of the state of Texas and other states to enforce defense of their own state from an invasion. They're going to federalize that. At the same time, the guy in charge of this is being impeached first time in 100 years, and they have the audacity and the gall to bring a bill up that's an amnesty bill this week. This shows you the corruption of Mitch McConnell. Why are they doing this? Number one, the donors want amnesty for all the illegal invaders, cheaper labor, bigger consumer markets, all of that but also for their buddies in Ukraine, which now every day another story breaks, another story breaks about the corruption and stealing of American taxpayer money. Zelensky and his cronies have stolen $20 billion of all the money that's been put in there. Okay, that's an open secret in Washington, D.C. And they will not have a committee meeting on it. They will not do an investigation. They won't bring out any of the IG reports. This is why McConnell is bringing this corrupt bill up. The number is 202-225-3121 for the House. 202-224, I think it is, 3121 for the Senate. Better than that, get Bill Blaster. In fact, I think we're going to get Grace Chong on here. 
uh, in a little while, sometime in either this hour or the top of the next hour. Talk about Bill Blaster, so you don't have to go through the switchboard. Um, I have Ben Burkwam. Ben Burkwam joins me here at Restoring National Confidence. Ben, your head was blowing up. Oh, my gosh. Ben's here to talk to any of the posse members that show up. It's kind of early in the morning. A lot of those guys, I walked in this morning to the Planet Hollywood. We come in hours in advance to get the show ready. I saw a lot of the attendees still down at the craps tables. (laughs) So we'll have to see if they drag in. Uh, But why were you so upset about Morning Mika this morning? Because it's always the same, Steve. It's always the same. The Democrats bastardize the truth, and they expect us to sit there and listen to it. To compare the desegregation of schools and the federalization of our National Guard. Back in the 50s. In the 50s, to our own federal government waging war on our own states right now and threatening to federalize the National Guard to increase the invasion. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it, it's me, listen, just like listen. calling sanctuary, you, 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 bastardizing you, our Bible, yes, and saying we're, it's sanctuary yeah. for illegal aliens while they're killing American citizens. In, for the, the last three years... You and your team, and Michael Yan and some others, have been down into the heart of darkness in, in Latin America, Central America, the Darien Gap, all of that. You went all the way down, I think, to the Colombian border, right? You, yeah, we you, st- we've done it three times. Three from times. Colombia, across, the whole, the, and then twice the, the, halfway the gap, back across. The, the, you were there before BBC and those guys could pick it out on a map. Yeah. Oscar Blue Ramirez many times has been threatened by the cartels. You guys are from Tapachula. Yeah. I mean, you put places on the map. Years in advance of when the mainstream media said this thing's out of control, and you were yeah. showing people the caravans, all of it. You showed them uh, everything about the, the parole uh, joke, yep. how they fly them in. And then you went throughout the country and said, as you know, when we first met at the We Build the Wall down there in El Paso, every town's a border town, not just El Paso and Juarez. Every town's a border town. Every state's a border state. Now it's come to fruition. Now we're here. Yeah. And, and I, just put it in perspective, they're putting this bill out, yeah. which will change everything and yeah. codify the invasion. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. they're impeaching Mallorcas yeah. at the same yeah. time for, for not, not doing his job. Not, infor- for not, doing not his enforcing job. federal yeah. law. There's yeah. one thing about not doing a job. Yeah. Some guys, are, break, some guys are competent. Some guys are incompetent. Yeah. Some guys are carpe diem. Other yeah. guys phone it in. This is where he willfully, the first article of impeachment, he willfully did not enforce the laws in the book. And the second is a lack of public trust based upon the first of not enforcing. And they have the gall to bring a bill that that says, oh, we're dependent upon a guy named Mayorkas. And, oh, by the way, when the state of Texas tries to defend themselves with their own resources, their own National Guard out of the citizens of Texas' own pocket because it's so out of control, the federal government takes them to the Supreme Court and then goes down and threatens to cut the razor wire that the citizens of Texas have put in. Yeah, screw you. Screw you to anybody who is— And, by the way, uh, Congress doesn't go far enough on this. This should be treason. What, what Secretary Mayorkas has done should be has, treason because there's no question about it. He has invited. You go back to what we've uncovered, what we've discovered from, from going to Colombia, that we have the United Nations that we are funding. We were there at the same time that Mayorkas landed in Panama to announce the controlled flow. That's what he called it over two years ago. I I was down there with, first time I went down there with Michael Yan to announce the controlled flow. That is a controlled invasion. He yes. is working directly with the United Nations. He is working directly with tell enemies. About the, tell about the, the NGOs sport. in Panama and the camps and all they that. They are all working together. So all of these NGOs, Catholic on your ta- charities, on your tax all dollars. of these NGOs that yes. are on the, in the United States that are aiding and abetting, they are in these foreign countries, they are receiving them. 
Uh, they're they're, they're t training people. In fact, I have a new document. I'll have to run up to my hotel room and grab it. I have a new document from one of these groups, one of these, uh, the Bar Association of Lotrilado, that is now giving them, when they come across illegally, the words to say how to do it. And it's written yes. in Chinese. You'll love it. This, this is a directly aiding and abetting all of these NGOs working with the United Nations at the behest of Secretary Marcus and Joe Biden. And then we're paying for it. So they're down there training people yes. how to invade our country, inviting up everybody, rapists, murderers, former deportees, terrorists, everybody. And then they're blaming Abbott, who ha frankly hasn't done enough He's no fire for, breather. for standing no fire up breather. and saying, we're not no going to allow this anymore. Okay. Screw them. In the, in the bill, I'm going to give you a big reveal. Just last night, as somebody got briefed on, I think it was Senator Scott of Florida. Senator Scott comes out and said, hey, look, this bill is all to get the money to Ukraine, the $60 billion. He says, but there is some money going to be allocated to this border. However, he said, not one penny, not a penny, yeah. not a penny to build the wall. Yeah. Not no. a penny. No. Because they don't want to give They're Trump inviting a victory. More. They're, They're inviting, inviting more. They're inviting more. Because the wall would stop them. They have not one penny for the wall. This is, shows you Mitch McConnell's, uh, not just corruption. This shows you, if you need any shadow of a doubt, how purely evil Mitch McConnell is, and it is evil. Do you yeah. agree with me, sir? Yes, yes. He's not just incompetent. He is evil. He knows what he's doing. And any Republican that's doing this, they are stabbing America in the back. They need to be out of office. And then back to Morning Joe, Morning Mika. These idiots, these parrots of the left, all of these propagandists, and you, I, I, by the way, to the audience, guys, I feel your pain. I'm sitting over here. He's smiling. I'm pissed. We got to listen to this garbage, but we need to listen to it, even though I hate it, because you it have to you hear. It fired up. You got to see what they're doing. That these was guys, the tip right now guys, by federalizing the National Guard. There is they're bad. Saying, they're saying, hey, Christy Nome and Governor Stitz and all you big shots, Republicans are going to have Abbott's back. You're going to have the citizens of Texas back. Guess what? We're going to federalize your National Guard and take yeah. it away from you, and we're going to send that to Texas to cut the razor wire in front of you, to humiliate you, and to break your spirit. This is what they're trying to do, to break your spirit. Yeah, the, 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 this media, this complicit propaganda media, is just as bad as the NGOs. They're just as bad as the politicians in Washington, D.C. It's part of this three-legged stool of corruption that is destroying America from within. They are enemies of our nation. It's the enemies within that There's our founders no warned enemy. us about us. Mitch McConnell is an enemy of the United Absolutely. States. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's so tied to the CCP. Absolutely. As I made all his money, came yeah. here as a broke country lawyer, yeah. right? Had no assets, no money, yeah, no nothing. At least Rashida Tlaib stabs us in the front. Absolutely. It's Mitch McConnell that stabs yeah. us in the back. Omar may stab us in the back. You she know, may too. She, Who knows? She, she, They'll stab she, us both she, ways. She's Somalia first. Is that her new Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She represents new, Somalia. New it's just a disgrace. Okay. All that being said, as big and monumental historic this is, it was not the biggest news I've got yesterday. an idea about the chips. Okay, I've fine. got an idea. Okay. Ben Burkwam, going from, going from a chief investigative reporter on our southern border. To now, uh, the I know lead investigator to, to of oh, the chips. Yesterday, on the road to the singularities, we told you this era. When you look back a couple of hundred years from now, one of the central things was the singularity: Homo sapiens on this side, Homo sapiens plus on the other. First time in obviously mankind's history, uh, something historic happened yesterday. Not so good. Not so sure it was for the better, but we're going to get into it. Want to make sure all of our sponsors taking care of Home Title Lock right now. You can see Joe Allen in a second. Joe Allen was in this very city a couple weeks ago for Consumer Electronics Show. CES is where they show you the future of all the gadgets, everything going to be built. One of his big takeaways, the merger of cyber and artificial intelligence. What does that mean for you? The cyber criminals have another huge tool in the toolbox to do what? Well, things like get into your, uh, your title. 
when you don't know about it and take out a hard money loan, a second mortgage that you've got to pay off. So make sure you go to HomeTitleLock.com today. Check it all out. Make sure you get uh, comfort. Immerse yourself in the information of Home Title Lock. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back. we got Joe Allen, Ben Burkholm. I think Poso is going to come by. Uh, Grace Chong. We'll have other War Room Posse members are here in the audience. A couple of them coming in. Look like, look, like a little worse the, look like a little worse for the wear, but hey, we'll deal with it. You're in Vegas, baby. Uh, on the she's, strip looking great. she's looking at, great. At Planet Hollywood for the Restoring National Confidence. We'll be back in a moment. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. With $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. And Musk says his company Neuralink has implanted a brain chip into its first human patient and that the initial results are pretty good. They show, quote, according to him, promising neuron spike detection. Elon Musk says the chip will let people control computers or phones just through what they think. And he says, quote, imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer. That is the goal. I'm completely fascinated by this. It gives me a lot of hope. Our senior media analyst and Axios senior media reporter, Sarah Fisher, is here. Should I be as excited about this as I am? You should. This is a huge breakthrough, Poppy. The fact that people who are paralyzed might potentially be able to operate something like a keyboard, like Elon Musk said, could be a huge advantage. But of course, there's a lot of risks. And that's something that lawmakers are looking into currently with Neuralink. Can you talk about those risks? Yeah, I mean, for one, whether or not you're going to have safety issues with patients, trial patients. So they just got some uh, approvals last year to be able to start doing human trials. They were trialing on monkeys. But you want to ensure that these are safe human trials. Now, Elon Musk said that no monkey has died so far. He doesn't believe that any humans will. But, of course, lawmakers are scared about some of the side effects, which could include things like paralysis or even seizures. I think we're playing the video right now of a monkey playing Pong. Um, I am not as fascinated or excited about this as Poppy is. I like the idea of what it could be. I'm also slightly terrified of technology like this from a functionality perspective. Does the, 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 the kind of grand uh, hope, will it match? Will it actually come to fruition here? I mean, your guess is as good as mine, Phil, but these test results seem pretty promising, according to Elon Musk and according to Neuralink. But the big picture here is that every time Elon Musk does something new and innovative, 
people are skeptical over safety. They're skeptical he'll get there, you know, whether it's driverless cars or it's putting rockets in space. And Elon Musk, despite all of his crazy antics, has proven time and time again that he's willing to put the criticism aside and make it work. And so I'm actually hopeful this could be something that's viable in the future. And just to do this trial, it had to go through um, FDA approval, which I'm not saying is foolproof. They have their flaws, for sure. Every agency does. But every step of the way here, they're going to have to go through different regulatory approvals, right? That's absolutely right. And by the way, Poppy, we're going to see X, which is one of Twitter's other, uh, Elon Musk's other companies, uh, in front of Congress this week. Its new CEO, Lindy Acarino, will testify. And it's a good example of the fact that he has to go through regulatory approvals from so many different bodies and so many different agencies. You know, with this, it's the FDA. With SpaceX, it's the Department of Transportation and the FAA. You know, with X, it's going to be members of Congress. So, Every time Elon Musk wants to do something, he's got to get through policymakers and his sort of, you know, strange personality is going to make that even tougher, which is why it's impressive that they were able to get a lot of these permissions. The overarching goal of Neuralink is to create a uh, ultimately a whole brain interface, a generalized input output device that in, you know, in the long term, literally could interface with uh, every aspect of your brain. I'm here with Lina at BrainSight AI at Brain Computer Interface. Lina, can you tell me about this product? Sure, absolutely. At BrainSight, we are building tools that can help in mapping the brain. You know, there's a lot of association with brain computer interfaces with transhumanism, sort of ideas of enhancement. So we do get a lot of requests from people who come to us saying, hey, you know, connectomics, can you map my brain, which I can then use to stimulate and like become a superhuman so you know we get requests like that and i don't think we will go there we mostly just focus on medical cases mostly wealthy people who are well settled and now they are like thinking of the next new thing so at ces or like at various conferences you have people who come in and be like oh this is so cool we would love to know how to kind of enhance our language function or enhance our ability to concentrate and as you said rightly it's mostly the richer People. I don't you ever make a phone? So you want to do that? What does that, what does that look like in, in, in Elon's head? No, that's literally, yeah, it's a good, good phrase, uh, in the head, a Neuralink. The, the best interface would be a, a neural interface directly to your brain. And what does it mean once you actually are kind of merging with, with an intelligence? If uh, ultimately hundreds of millions of billions of people get um, a high bandwidth interface to their digital tertiary self, their AI self effectively, then that that seems like it, that probably leads to a better future for for humanity. So you want to be able to read the signals from the brain. You want to be able to to write the signals. Uh, uh, you want to be able to ultimately do that for the entire brain. Now you have this remarkable repository, and I wonder what you how you think about that again, and how you think the creative community and those who were the original IP owners should think about that. I don't know, except to say that the, by the time these lawsuits are decided, we'll have digital God. So I asked, I asked digital God at that point. Um, these lawsuits won't be decided before on a time frame that is relevant. Okay, welcome. Uh, yesterday announced that uh, Neuralink had actually chipped a human brain, being. Let's bring in Joe Allen, all things transhumanism in the singularity. Where are we, Joe? And first off, did he... Has he been straightforward with us of where actually this stands and where it stands actually putting this in a human being? 
You know, by and large, for the last uh, five years, Elon Musk has been very upfront about what he wants to do with Neuralink and various other technologies he's working on. I think the people who are not being upfront would, uh, a good example would be the CNN commentator we just heard talking about the healing aspects of this. Also, a lot of fanboys on our side of the aisle who refuse to really confront the overall vision that Elon Musk is putting forward. What is that vision? Superhuman artificial intelligence, brain implants to allow human beings to remain relevant in a world full of superhuman artificial intelligence, a world of robots, autonomous cars, uh, people living on Mars, so on and so forth. What's really important about what happened, uh, what was announced yesterday with the first Neuralink implant is the worldview surrounding it. There are already probably over 60 people with advanced brain-computer interfaces in their head, uh, some from Synchron, uh, some from BlackRock Neurotech, funded by Peter Thiel. But uh, the big difference here, Steve, as we have covered for almost three years now, is that Elon Musk is putting forward his Neuralink alongside uh, a really Uh, distilled transhumanist ideology, one in which the future will belong to those who have in some sense merged themselves with the machine. And for him, Neuralink uh, is one of the, the primary vehicles for that vision. The first product that will come out of this Neuralink implant, he says, is called telepathy. That means that the person will be able to control devices with nothing but their thoughts, Uh, same as BlackRock Neurotech, same as Synchron. But Musk also followed that up with, initially, that will be for people who have lost the use of their limbs, initially. But as we heard there, he believes that if hundreds of millions or billions of people are connected to AI via a direct brain-computer interface to create a hive mind, that will be a better future for humanity. That is the vision that needs to be confronted. And I think that, uh, you know, as much as I am happy that people who are locked in will be able to speak and communicate, I think that that is very much a distraction from the overall vision. I want to go back about this radical transhumanist vision, because I I think a lot of people are not, and I think the great thing about your book and your writings the last couple of years and being our editor and being on the show all the time is to start to connect dots. You know, you're talking about these smart cities. If you see what he's trying to do with the brain implant, it's to have this absolutely hive mind where you're in these cities, everybody's interconnected uh, by their brain. um, And, uh, and, and, but people can have absolute total control of you. Walk me through the hive mind. Walk me through what you can already see what their end game is, or at least their intermediate objectives. Uh, And this is why it's not about free will. It's not about being a human being. It's not about being endowed uh, in the image and likeness of God and particularly endowed with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Steve, the hive mind is a concept that comes up a lot in transhumanist literature, in the conversations you hear among uh, what's known as the effective accelerationists or even effective altruists. It's the idea that human beings would be able to link into not only artificial intelligence systems by direct 
implanted brain-computer interfaces, but that they'd be able to read each other's thoughts, to send thoughts to one another. Uh, this is a big project also at Synchron, but the difference is that Elon Musk has many billions to throw at this project, and Elon Musk has the clout. He has the social capital. I, I don't know what the number of people really is that would be willing to accept a brain-computer interface for that purpose, but I would estimate that it's in the millions, uh, and I would also estimate that it's more than likely people predominantly on our side of the aisle that are enamored. But the hive mind for Elon Musk in this context, the hive mind would be the leg up that human beings would need to confront superhuman artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence leading to artificial super intelligence. Uh, a big part of that narrative is his competitors at OpenAI, which he helped to found in 2015, moved away from it. Now OpenAI saying, uh, predicting that artificial general intelligence is just around the corner. Elon Musk predicting that artificial general intelligence is coming within the next three or so years. And of course, Elon Musk himself now working on his own artificial general intelligence projects at XAI. That's what he's talking about when you hear him say at the end of that clip, digital God. These people believe they are creating deities in silico. They believe they are creating digital God and the hive mind Collective humans linked in directly with their brains is a way to confront that. Walk me through. Uh, this is many years in advance where people had thought it'd be. I kept saying, hey, I think the singularity will come in this decade, not in 2050 or not, you know, se you know 75 years in advance. It's going to come when I mean the singularity. I mean the convergence of biotechnology, uh, advanced chip design, uh, quantum computing, uh, uh, you know, regenerative robotics, right? Artificial general intelligence, that merger on this side of that line of sing the singularity, you have, uh, you have man, you have homo sapien on the other side, you have homo sapien plus correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't what Elon Musk is as saying now, if you put the chip in that you already are enhanced human being, the people that have the chip, there's many people to sign up for it. And of course, hundreds of millions that don't, those millions will actually be a homo sapien plus. Absolutely. The uh, current crop of uh, you know patients, they're basically human lab rats for what are ultimately projects directed towards human enhancement. Uh, as you heard him say, a whole brain interface, an input-output device. Basically, it would allow the chip to read everything in your brain if they succeed, and it would allow the chip to write onto any part of the brain, to affect the brain. It would directly merge the human being with artificial intelligence, which Musk and Altman and Schmidt and Zuckerberg believe will be superhuman. And so for him, if you want to keep up with the thrust of history, with the singularity, you will have to take the chip. Um, we're going to take a short commercial break. I want you to hang around because this is a serious. We're also going to start Ben Burkham. So we're going to start interviewing uh, folks here at the uh, at the, the uh, conference. This conference is to come together and organize and make sure that we make the RNC the best it can possibly be. If that requires removing senior leadership, then senior leadership is going to have to be removed. So we're here at the Planet Hollywood in on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Joe Allen was just here a couple of weeks ago with CES. He warned us about stuff like this coming. 
I think the Elon Musk announcement is, I don't know, a year or so early. Remember, they always talk about with paraplegics, they wanted to get the big empathy, which is, is fine, but they lead with that. But what they want is to chip you. They want to chip in your brain to make you homo sapien plus. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for this country? What does it mean for mankind overall? We'll get into it next in the war room. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Our children and our grandchildren are depending on us to dig deep, to be brave, and to trust in God. They expect us to secure our elections so that they still matter. And we will and we must for our children secure the blessings of liberty for their generation. You are not alone. Liberty will not die on our watch. We will never give in. We will never stop fighting. Wow, Jenny Beth Martin yesterday, Tea Party Patriots uh, founder and chairman, uh, throwing down hard here at the uh, Turning Point USA convention, restoring national confidence. Jenny Beth Martin joins me live. We'll get back to Joe Allen in the second hour. Um, how do we ensure the blessings of liberty? I mean, the question here is secure action, and win. Action. How, how, oh, so, secure and win. So, how do we secure and win? We have to make sure that we are securing the elections and that we win elections. So, you can pick which activity you care the most about. If you want to secure elections, then get involved in that. Be a poll worker or an election judge or an elect elections inspector. That's the first thing. If you can't commit a whole day or the entire early voting period to do that, then turn around and be a poll watcher. That is what we can do as citizens. We need attorneys and legal foundations and data experts um, and, and law enforcement and elected officials doing the things they can do. But as an individual citizen, that is something we can easily do. When it comes to winning elections, Steve, there's so much work we have to do. We need people who Have we are blown three years? I mean, Trump won in 2020. Have we blown... It's January. It's the last... Next to the last day of January. So we have, I don't know, nine months to Election Day. Have we wasted three years? No. We haven't wasted three years. I can tell you why I think we haven't wasted three years. Okay. When it comes to securing the election, we're in much better position right now in 2020 than we... I mean, in 2024 than we were in 2020. Way better. In 2022, we trained 20,000 people who went on to be part of the 80,000 people that the RNC placed as poll watchers. That is massive. We had poll watchers in 2012 and in 2016, and nobody knew what to do with them. I couldn't even get them plugged in. This time, 
I, last election cycle, I was able to get them plugged in. I will be again in twenty okay. this year, 2024. Hang on. We're going to come back and talk about mail-in ballots, the machines, all of it. Ben Burkwam. You look like you have some nefarious characters over there in the audience. Who you, who you got? Yeah, yeah, they've been out. Uh, I don't know who hit the craps or who hit the tables, but no, they're, they're doing great. So question, what's your name, where are you from, and why are you here? Uh, I'm Ken from uh, Sandusky, Ohio, and uh, we're here to support the cause. So, And, and, and you're, you're the better half over here, from also from Sandusky? No, actually, I'm from... Grafton. Oh, you guys are just sitting by each other. No, we're together. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I don't, I don't know on, what's going on, on here right now. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm like that, hold on. I, like, I like that deal. I'm, try, I'm trying to get him Separate to marry but me. But, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We got a love connection. Whoa. Whoa, life. Whoa. Hey, Whoa. we are in Las Vegas. Right. I'm just saying, right. sir. This is the place. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I said. I Actually, it was Ken that introduced me to Steve Bannon in the war room about six years ago and the thing was I had had such an uneasy feeling about where our country was going and watching the war room I literally could put the pieces of the puzzle together and see this oh my gosh it's all planned it's it's all orchestrated and it's to take this country down and it's it's really scary wow thank you Steve yeah no thank you ma'am all right sir Philip Smith from uh, the Grand Rapids Michigan I love it. And I am here because, one, my wife is running for national committee woman from from the state of Michigan. All right. And uh, we're excited about that. And and I love Turning Point uh, Action. I love what they do. I love what we've learned so far since we've been here. I mean, it's just over the top. What have you, whoa, 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 whoa. What have you learned? Give me three things you've learned. Three things that okay, we've give me learned. One. Um, well, we we learned that uh, the things that we've been doing haven't been working, okay. and uh, we need to change some things if we're going to have successfully uh, uh, go forward with, with our elections. Uh, learning about what our enemy is doing. That's one of the things that we've learned. We've learned how the enemy is working, what they're doing to uh, secure elections for their party, and uh, how much further advanced they are than what we have been, and Turning Point is changing that. Yeah. You know, let me, if we don't win Michigan, President Trump in all likelihood is not going to be President of the United States. Are we going to win Michigan? As you see it today, on the 30th of January in the year of our Lord, 2024, are we going to win Michigan? Yes. We plan to. Yeah. We're going to get it done. Amen. I love it. Sir? I am Wayne Cates from Reno, Nevada, uh, precinct captain for 1044. I am here because my vote was stolen. I had to sign an affidavit saying I had not voted. Whoa, uh, tell us, whoa, 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 be specific. Tell us, okay. how, how was your 2020, vote stolen? 2020, I voted in Reno at Rob Drive Library. I was getting ready to vote when someone approached me and said, haven't you already voted? No. It says right here you voted at North Hills High School yesterday. No. They made me sign an affidavit saying I had not voted. I got pissed. I'm here now because of that. Amen. Uh, 159 million votes, 168 million registered. That's 95% participation. Everybody understand the math? Yeah. Right. A little too high, you're saying. Yeah. You're not, buy- you're not buying it? I am not no. buying it. Not, not buying it. Not buying it. By the way, what, what, whoa, 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 one thing. Did they not steal the elections in Nevada, a bunch of them, like the Senate they races stole, in, in they, 22? Yes, they stole the election in, in Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. They had to keep the Senate or else we would impeach those people. Uh, hang on, hang on. People say that you're just a crackpot conspiracy theorist. <laughs> what do you have to say to Mark Elias? All the guys on Morning Joe, 
all the people in Media Matters are cutting this clip right now and saying, this is the problem in the country. You're nothing but an angry uh, old white guy Correct. who, 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 who and, and, hates what's yeah. happening to the country. And I'm the only person I know who has a trespassing conviction for not wearing a mask. <laughs> well, Hardcore. Well That's a badge Hardcore. of honor. Here we go. Hardcore. I'm all in. All in. I love it. Uh, by the way, by the way, Steve, can I jump in on the chip idea? No. Okay, okay, okay. Come no, here, no, come no. here. Dances, no. So mean. It's so mean. Okay. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Carolyn Richards from St. Clair County. I'm the GOP chair of that county. All we right. are here because we are joining Turning Point Action, Tea Party Patriots, and Mike Lindell, and we are committed to winning this election Woo! in Michigan. Amen. I love it. I love hang, it. hang here for one second, yep. but we're going to come back to that. You gave a speech on relational organization. Yes, yes. Sir. What does that mean? It sounds well, like a fancy socio sociological term. Well, you don't like, normally see the left, MAGA. Calling, the left is calling it relational organizing. You want to know what it is? It's a friends and family program. It's getting out the vote to friends and family. But John Ossoff, the Democrat, in 2020 for the 2021 runoff on January 4th of 2021, he, or maybe it was January 5th, the Monday or Tuesday, he he did relational organizing yep. and he completely modernized it. Yep. The uploaded contacts to is that guy with an the, is, app. Is he in the witness protection program in the Senate? I have not seen that guy at all. I think that, well, <laughs> okay. you know how senators are. They don't say anything the first couple of years. Short commercial break. We're going to return to the planet Hollywood. Turning point action in a moment. For War Room veterans you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with china and medications and the uh active pharmaceutical ingredients china has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that jace medical i got an emergency medication kit from them the fda just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the united states but you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.